What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. today we are talking to the one the only karen holton of the quantum guides show and quantum healing is her thing she knows so much about so many things that are essential to the highest degree of having a wonderful experience on this planet as a human being that it's always a blast to talk to her before we get to that if you haven't had a chance to head on over to heroparanormal.com please 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 do for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can access all the content behind the paywall, and there's a ton of it. You can also access that at Patreon. Just search for Hero Paranormal. And if you're listening via YouTube, please do me the solid of liking, sharing, and subscribing to the podcast, although I will most likely never be monetized on YouTube for a variety of reasons, including the truth. If you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, you will help me break through the algorithm of control. The shadow ban is real. Okay, let's get to it. The one, the only, Karen Holton runs the Quantum Guide Show, where she interviews with awakened masters. Karen is an experiencer, an exopolitical activist, an ascension coach, and much more. As part of the Forbidden Knowledge News Network, which is one of the coolest groups of people on the internet in this realm and the cream of the crop. So buckle up. Here we go. Off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Come blast off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Blast off on another epic episode of the Hyper Anomalous Esoteric Research Organization podcast, aka. Hero Paranormal, broadcasting from the base camp at SpaceWolfResearch.com. My name is Ryan, the anomalous ambassador of the airwaves. 
let me introduce Karen Holton. Welcome to the Hero Paranormal Podcast. Hi, Ryan. It's great to be here. Oh, it's so good to talk to you again. I've got a bunch of very interesting questions to ask you, and you're just the person. Um, I was talking to someone earlier this morning, and we were talking about some interesting aliens and, and things of that nature. His name is Tony Merkel. He's with the Confessionals podcast, and um, it reminded me of some events that have taken place in my life, and I know that you've had events with non-human intelligences, and so I thought we'd we'd dig into not only the events you'd had yourself, but I'd ask you questions about what your thoughts are on on some of the events I'd have, and 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 what other what el- whatever else we delve into. Okay, well I'll just tell you, I, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't consider myself an expert or anything like that, um, but I've just had some amazing experiences, and I have some you know, kind of gut reactions to certain things and and some thoughts on certain things. So um, I just want you to know this is just within my own perceptual arena, um, you know, my take on things, but not to take it as expert um, advice or anything like that. Sure. Okay, well, I'll, I'll touch on the first thing that really interests me a lot, and it's something that a lot of people have started to tune into, and that is this belief in what, uh, for lack of a better word, people are calling them apports or things that just kind of show up or drop out of the sky or drop in front of you or, you know, they seem placed almost by dimensional means by non-human intelligences. Have you ever had anything sort of along those lines come across your path? I've heard about it. In fact, Dave Emmons, I've had him on my show a couple of times, and he regularly has those experiences. And, you know, I trust Dave. He's a, a perfectly sane, uh, what I would consider normal person. And he's had a lot of those experiences. I not so much. However, I think closely linked to that is I have noticed things um, like... Um, um, just when I'm out for a walk, I, I'll just notice things that uh, normally I might not notice. Like, for instance, rocks with some unusual um, pigment, not pigment, but, you know, design that, uh, that looks like different things or crystals or things like that. But I haven't had anything that you would consider a gadget uh, fall in front of me. Now, I also want to mention that um, on my website I have a line of organ generators and how I heard about organ generators for the first time was actually through my ET contacts. I had never heard of them and then after I got the information that they might be beneficial to me, then I did the research. There wasn't a lot of information out. This was about, oh, 2013. Uh, There wasn't a lot of information out there and I started doing my own investigation work. But that might be quite a different topic from what you're talking about, Ryan. I like it. I just, I find it very interesting. And, you know, I've had, I know a lot of people have probably had these moments where you're looking for something for years in some cases, and you can't find it. And then you will find it, these objects, in a place that you that is so obvious and in plain view and 
you know, something you wouldn't have overlooked. Uh, but yeah, I think it's so strange. I had this happen recently with a safety deposit box key and then, and then I've had it happen with other things. Um, most interesting. And this is a funny story. When I met my wife, uh, we went to a food and wine festival and for fun, I threw down the 20 bucks or whatever it was at the time for her to get a psychic reading. Mm -hmm. And this psychic said, Hey, I hate to break it to you, but you guys are going to be cohabitating within 30 days. You're going to get a house together. You're going to get married. You're going to have two kids, maybe a third and have a great night. And at the time I thought, wow, that was a waste of 20 bucks. And <laughs> lo and behold, it all came true. Um, so interestingly, I was like, wow, that's that's fascinating. Everything she said came true. I wish I had that psychic's card because I remember she gave me a card. And I was talking to somebody about it. And that same day, I found the card six years later. So it's really interesting how these things happen. Have you ever kind of had these divine qualities express themselves to your life? I think I have. I think I have. Um, I quite regularly have what I would consider odd experiences that are influenced by, I would call, unseen forces. And I'm not sure why it happens to me, except that um, I'm a very sensitive person, and I do pick up on detail very easily. Um, so I've had um, things, um, you know, like, for instance, um, right after you move, you know, when you have all, everything in boxes, and it's really chaotic, and you don't know where anything is, and it's a little bit stressful. Um, I've had um, moments where I just stopped. And I said, this is what I'm looking for. And I put it clearly in my mind. And then I would walk directly to a box, open it, and what I'm looking for would be in that box. So I've had that happen to me. I've also had um, an experience where I had made some notes and I wanted to do a podcast from those notes. And I had no idea where it was. And instead of taking the calm approach, I would be frantically, you know, looking everywhere, couldn't find them, couldn't find them. Finally, I sat down and I said to myself, okay, where are they? And I pictured them in my mind. And as I, it was a funny thing, as I was picturing the notes in my mind, I was flipping through my day timer and I came across the exact page that had my notes. And I don't remember putting, putting the notes even in my day timer, but there it was. So um, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a very close relationship between us, our conscious selves, our subconscious selves, our higher self, and possibly unseen forces that are very, very aware of us that we may not, because of the uh, very um, amount of distractions we have in everyday life that we don't necessarily tap into or become aware of. Yes. Amazing. It's so interesting. And in our last podcast, which uh, I really appreciate you having me on, that was a great time. We talked really quickly. I think someone mentioned, I can't remember who, but someone mentioned Roger Lear, who was a uh, pediatric 
surgeon um, who yeah. was known for investigating alien implants. And I want to kind of delve a little bit into this because there's a lot to be said for frequency and radio waves and the possibility that these strange magnetic devices containing, you know, crystalline structures along other lines, uh, fragments of metal, fragments of glass, shards of things people don't even know exactly what they are. But these, mm-hmm. these things, these specimens have been lodged, implanted, for lack of a better word, into people who have interesting events occur. And my question is, I guess there's a few questions. I I had a situation myself, which was very interesting, which led to a bunch of events, which actually in turn led me to Skinwalker Ranch. But, you know, I, I was injured. I'll, I'll give you the, I'll, I guess I'll just not beat around the bush. I'll just say it, Karen, because sure, you're, you're sure. open-minded. And I, I was up in the forests of the Hyuintas of Utah, and I was looking for these interesting rocks that glow in the dark a masonic friend of mine had told me where they were at and i was a fly fishing guide at the time and i thought what would be cooler than having a rock garden in the front yard that glows right this would be so cool so Uh i went out in my truck and i found some of these rocks some of them were quite large and i started loading them into the back of my truck and as i was doing this i saw an object i saw lights coming through the trees And back then I was not as open-minded as I am now. And I thought it was a forest ranger and I must be doing something wrong. And I dropped one of the larger rocks on my toe and broke my toe. Oh dear. And I remember like, oh yeah, bone, it was, it was horrible. Bones came out of the end of the toe. It was a mess. It was totally squished Mm -hmm. and, uh, bleeding profusely. Long story short, I, had to go and get the toe worked on, but some very strange things happened. A very interesting chapter of my life, which eventually led to conversations with Roger Lear. Uh, He was a podiatrist. But my question is, not to go into that too much, but I, I spoke with some people and they said, well, did you start seeing a lot of UFOs after that? And I said, yeah, I did. And they were under the impression that possibly... I saw a craft, this craft scared me, I dropped the rock on my toe, it injured me, and this wasn't part of the plan. So this non-terrestrial experimentation or whatever was taking place did not plan on having this uh, event take place to me, and so then they sort of, uh, I was going to lose the toe, but miraculously I got to keep it. And, you know, the doctors couldn't understand it. And there's a bunch of weird, odd ins and outs about that. But do you think mm-hmm. that there's a prime directive when these ETs or, or craft or cosmic intelligences interact with humans? Or can that all be thrown out the window? Because on other cases, we have, you know, people literally being poked and prodded by them. What's your thought on this? Okay, well, I can only speak from my own experiences, but I'd like to, if it's okay with you, touch back onto the whole idea of alien implants. Mm-hmm. And, I'd like, and I'd like to expand on that a little bit. So, first of all, there's ample evidence that there has been technologies that have been implanted into humans 
And uh, and many of the people who have the implants are not even sure why, but they know they've got them. Um, you know, magnetic uh, parts on their body that um, um, that hold metal pieces to them, all kinds of things. Uh, people have had them removed. People have had them x-rayed and chosen not to remove them. And, I, and I'm not an expert on the subject, but what I do uh, find interesting is one day while I was doing, actually it happens to me at night in the sleep state, I have uh, these different um, trans-dimensional experiences, and I was doing the exopolitical work and I was aboard the big ship uh, speaking with my, uh, well, not really speaking, we use telepathy, but I'll use the term speaking with um, some other extraterrestrial beings. Now, when I go and do the exopolitical work, I'm usually in etheric form. I'm not in a physical form, and I'm very aware that I'm in an etheric form. And, and I'll tell you why I think that is because I often I will wake up in the middle of the night while I'm in one of these meetings, and because I have to go to the bathroom. And at first I would be really embarrassed because, you know, that's kind of a private thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I realized it was like the connection would break. I'd go to the washroom, come back, and I'd be directly back into the connection, and it was as though no one else noticed. Anyway, while I was doing this, I was being educated. The subject of implants came up. And apparently there are three-dimensional, you know, physical implants that people receive, but there's also etheric implants, there's genetic implants, there are implants that we don't even have um, um, vocabulary or, or mind thought to be able to think about or talk about, and apparently the human species has been used for, I would call, experiments and direction from both nefarious and benevolent beings for thousands and thousands of years. This is a really common, common thing. Most of us are completely unaware of it. And also, you know, what you've been born with is what you're used to, and you're, you may not even realize that that's a thing. So um, I thought that was really interesting, but also I was told that a lot of humankind is being held back, especially by the etheric implants, and that only um, and and the best way to remove them is through guided meditation, visualization, but also things that create frequency of themselves, because it's the frequency that kind of disarms them and causes them to, for lack of a better word, dissolve, etherically dissolve and be removed from humans. So um, after that, I got direction, actually, because I had already had my line of organ generators, and organ generators are sort of part of one possible implant removal process. It's not the only one. There's all kinds available that you can find on the Internet. I don't know how good they are, I actually did um, an implant removal process for myself through um, Galactic Connection, and um, that was done with um, a psychic person and also essential oils. But this was uh, actually before I had this um, trans-dimensional experience where I learned more about um, implants. So not all implants are harmful, but if people are finding that they're not thriving despite their efforts, like if they've improved their lifestyle and they've improved their diet 
and they're doing meditation and they're doing visualization and they're doing all the things that you would expect would help them to be elevated and elevate their frequency and in turn uh, have better manifestations and a better quality of life. If people are finding that something's holding them back, it might well be a physical, three-dimensional, or an etheric, or spiritual, or genetic implant. Can I talk a little bit more about this, Ryan? Yeah, this is this is exactly the kind of fresh ideas. This is the, this is exactly what I, I want to hear about. Yes. Okay. So what happened was. I uh, employed somebody who was an expert with essential oils, and I asked her to produce samples for me of um, different essential oils that help to boost one's frequency energetically and some other components. And she went uh, into her craft and she produced some of these different essential oil combinations for me. I then took various kinds of crystals, and first of all, what I did was I used my, um, my basically my telepathic ability to connect with the beings who had educated me about implants, and I just used uh, whatever came into my mind as to which would be the best options for creating. Um, I wanted to create two products. One was a alien, what I call an alien implant removal uh, uh, protocol, and the other one was one that is just called Evil Be Gone, which just helps protect people from negative energies. It could be people, places, things, spirits. You know, um, it could be anything that I wanted to uh, something that would help protect people as well. And the two are closely. Uh, very closely um, connected, but they're but they're also different. So I came up with the alien implant uh, removal um, piece of organite um, component as being um, hematite and clear quartz. That combination was best for that, and then and then certain essential oils, and then I came up with the evil be gone as being. Um, Oh gosh, it's been quite a while since I thought about this. So I'm, I'm, I think it was um, obsidian and amethyst was a very good combination for that. So I created the organ generators. Well, wait, before I created the organ uh, generators or settled on the essential oil combinations, I, 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 I clearly got it in my mind what would be the best options. But then what I did, uh, just to double check, is I used a pendulum. And with the pendulum, I was able to ascertain whether those choices were indeed the proper choices that I needed to create. And the pendulum confirmed everything exactly. And I went, okay, now I know what I need to put together. So I put together, I had this friend of mine, I actually paid her to create these essential oils. There's a spray that you just can... um, spray very lightly on your body. It's not very strong, but it definitely uh, causes us to have a change in frequency and imparts the frequency of the essential oils onto the body. And also a foot oil that you put on before you go to bed in a roll-on tube um, because then it's absorbed into the system and you're getting a systemic energetic component. 
I created some small pyramids that people can place by their bedside while they sleep or or keep around them that helps to impart the energetic components from the crystals. And also, or they, they also produce orgone, and the orgone is then structured depending on the crystals that are within the pyramids to um, give us that frequency that we need. And then I also created round discs with the same chemical, or, or sorry, crystal combinations that you could keep in your pocket or in your purse or near you or on you or sleep with or put under your pillow that also would help to boost those frequencies. And then there was a third component, and that was a guided meditation. And the guided meditation should be done for 30 days, every day for 30 days. And it, what it does is trains you to go within and recognize things that are not supposed to be there or things that are problematic or things that just don't feel right and visually and through meditation dissolve them and disperse them. So that combination of those three things I put together in these remedial kits. Now, I've sold most of the alien implant uh, remedy kits. I have a few more left um, on my website in my shop, and I also have a few of the Evil Be Gone um, kits still available. Now, I'm not trying to sell people on your show to buy my products. I'm just saying this is one way that people who feel like they're being held back energetically or even physically can try something that's not very expensive that might give them the edge that they're looking for. But I also want to say that there are other people out there who've also created different kinds of implant removal processes that might be just as good. So I'm not saying this is the only way. I'm just saying this is a way. So anyway, after I created that and um, I sold a few, people found really good results from them. And, um, and I'm not saying that it's resetting our genetic code you know, perfectly, and it may not dissolve some specific metallic or technological physical implants, but it certainly goes a long way to um, setting things straight. Kind of like you'd go see a chiropractor to get your back adjusted. This adjusts your whole etheric and your energetic and your light body and those components of who we are. But the components aren't well recognized and aren't often talked about. So I just thought I would I would mention that. So that's my take on it. So not all implants are negative, but I believe that an energetic approach makes sense because if you've got implants that are actually benefiting you, whether they be physical or etheric, you want to keep those. And the energetic approach is not going to harm that, but it definitely will um, break up and dissolve implants that are nefarious or holding us back. And so I was given that by my ET contacts as a way that humans can help help themselves to uh, raise their frequency and, um, you know, basically proceed into our next state of development. Yeah. And, you know, it is like going to the chiropractor. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't take time to look at bioenergetics. You know, it's it's a very real field in biochemistry and cell biology that helps energy flow just through all living systems. So I'm really glad that you you mentioned that. And interestingly, what you said about the implants, now now that I look at it, you know, when I was a young kid, I had my first paranormal event, which was I was in Costa Rica 
visiting family, and I had my left toe, the same toe, mind you, that later on was crushed and has all these weird UFO connections, but I had my toe pulled by what seemingly was, I would have to call it, you know, almost demonic. It was, it seemed like it had claws on the hand. I was about 12 years old. I went Mm -hmm. to, I I went to uh, go to sleep. I remember I was up late watching a movie with my cousin. And at first I thought it was him, but then I realized this, this room only had one entrance, no windows. The door was locked. The lights were off. And this thing pulled me from my toe, made marks even, and it pulled me so, so forcefully that I remember getting kind of pulled down the bed, you know, and a 12-year-old, I was probably 110, 115 pounds, but uh-huh. gosh, I wish I was that much now, but anyway, I, <laughs> um, needless to say, it moved my body, moved the covers, moved the sheets, and I got up, I turned on the light, looked under the bed, there's nothing there. I remember hitting my knees and praying and then turning off the lights, going back to bed. It happened again more forcefully. I got up, turned on the lights, prayed harder. And I remember this still small voice kind of saying, hey, just leave the lights on. Leave the lights on. And that's what I did. And it did not happen again. But coincidentally and synchronistically, this is the same toe, the same foot that these later events took place with. And this is kind of merging these two arenas, right? Kind of this poltergeist um, scenario and then the UFO phenomenon. It's strange how these two things can interweave. What are your thoughts of people who say that these are totally separate events? Do you believe that everything is connected like this? Oh, I do. And actually, while you were uh, telling me about your experience, I just got the feeling, I I could be wrong, but I just got the feeling that something was implanted into your toe when you were 12 years old, and the act of dropping the rock on your toe, even though it was probably terribly painful and a terrible thing to have happen to your toe, might have been just what was needed to completely dismantle whatever that object, uh, whether it's etheric or physical, that was put into your toe back when you were 12. So I see it as being the problem and then the solution. And the fact that it happened while you were looking up at sort of a paranormal, um, um, uh, I don't know, vision or whatever. Yeah, like a light, a light craft. Yeah. And then you were starting to see UFOs and stuff. It's kind of like it removed whatever was holding you back before. And that's just my thoughts on it. And I think it's totally related. I love not, it. Not, it makes, yeah. Not to, be, not to me making a pun when I said totally related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it really is interesting. And then and then this led me, in, in the long or short of it, it led me to a lot of other aspects in life. I, I was no longer able to work as a fly fishing guide. So during my time off, I was looking for new fresh water to fish and, you know, lo and behold, following these tributaries, namely the one below Bottle Hollow Reservoir, I find Skinwalker Ranch and then had another very paranormal event take place, throwing me down another. So, yeah, no, this I I don't think any of these things happen by accident. I have to agree with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I've had other friends who have shown me pictures 
of these implants that they have removed by surgeons. And what are your thoughts on that when people actually have these things removed by surgeons? Is that a good idea, a bad idea? I think it's up to the individual. If the individual is feeling, like I believe that the best expert that we could go to is ourselves. And by going within and um, listening to how we feel and our intuition and our guidance from within, um, that that will always lead us to the right path. And so I think that if people are disturbed by something that's like an implant and they want to have it surgically removed and they feel better for doing it, then I think that's the right choice for them. Other people choose to keep them and um, and are not bothered by them, and I think that's the right choice for them. So I really think it's a personal decision that um, that people need to decide for themselves what is best for themselves. Makes sense to me. And a, a lot of people have described what can only be called downloads when they have these implants. And I'm, I'm thinking of uh, some people that I know that were in the medical field. They were out in an area looking for you know, a sighting and craft and these types of things, they had a lot of interesting paranormal events take place. And they mm-hmm. all believed, and I mean, these are stand-up medical professionals, they all believed that they had implants implanted, and none of them wanted to have them removed. They believed that they mm-hmm. were nasal implants, and they believed that these kind of upgraded them, right? Kind of version mm-hmm. 2.0. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems like, you know, if that's the method of building, uh, you know, the inner core of the human being or, or to have kind of an awakening process and increase the vital forces, which are so important to health and well-being, minds, body and spirit, they seemed that this was essential, at least for them to operate, you know, at the highest degree possible. And these are really, in, I mean, these intelligent like I said, medical professionals. And we run into this over and over again in these these scenarios where it's people from all walks of life. You know, so often when people talk about these things, they are marginalized. And it's, it's not just, you know, I, I don't know why that is. People assume that people involved with this have low IQs or they're not quite up on their business or they're not smart. It's actually, in, in fact quite possibly the opposite of that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, um, I wanted to say that it does not surprise me that people are finding that it does upgrade them and allows them to have more um, uh, spiritual, uh, let's just call it spiritual contact. I'm not speaking about religion at all here, but it is kind of a spiritual contact and to have, you know, receive downloads and things like that, that doesn't surprise me at all. But what I do notice, and and from studying history, is that um, there is a false reality here on Earth that people have been captured by. And it used to be if you stepped out of line or you started to gravitate towards the paranormal or or even, you know, herbal forms of healing or energy work, you would be burned as a witch or you would be called a heretic and, you know, you would be tortured and it would be terrible. Or you would have the king's men come and just kill you or take you off and put you in a dungeon somewhere. It was terrible. Well, once that 
kind of went out of vogue, then they started with the whole mental health diagnoses. And so now, instead of being burned as a witch, you may be um, um, mistreated, I would call it mistreated, as someone who's mentally ill. And, and uh, there's a huge push through the pharmaceutical industry to stop what we would call, um, um, you know, um, delusions or um, um, hallucinations or auditory hallucinations or anything like that. And so it is my belief that the construct needs to be maintained because it's always on shaky ground because it's artificial. And the real, real always comes through, just like little plants will appear and grow in the cracks of sidewalks and things. And so um, that always has to be pushed away. And so what happens is in mainstream society, you know, we're brainwashed into making fun of people that are different, um, pushing them away, ostracizing them. That's a way that the construct enables itself to continue. It's not a real thing. And, you know, I think this is sort of um, a bit of a, a bit of the divide between those who can be open-minded and accept things that are different and possibly elusive and weird and people who just cannot stray from that mainstream railroad track of what they're told, you know, often through mainstream media of what, what, what is the correct path. You know what I mean? So those who are willing to deviate from that main path and have the courage to stand up and speak their truth, I think they're, um, they're, they're helping break apart the construct, and that actually causes or poses quite, an, um, quite a threat to the matrix or to the construct. And so that's why, you know, people are, are being really ostracized. I mean, just so I'm not going to talk about it because this is probably going to go up on YouTube and social media platforms, but look at what happened over the last three years and what we were told by so-called experts, mm -hmm. what we had to do to survive or we were all going to die. Uh, and, it, and now, you know, three years later, we're realizing it was it was – it was just a psyop. It was complete crap. I mean, I'm not saying people did or didn't die from it, but I'm saying it's nothing like what we were taught and all the hype and all, the, all of that. So, I mean, there's an example. So, so when we have these paranormal experiences, it takes great courage and a willingness to be ostracized. And, you know, really, though, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you know your truth, and you see it in other people, and, and, and you form community with other truth-tellers, it's really hard to go back and spend time in mainstream society anyway. So it's not really like we're losing much. But that's my take on it. So what's happened is instead of using religion and the force of the king's men to come and take us down, now it's, you know, public ridicule and... Um, and the so-called psychiatric industry. I also want to just mention this, because mm -hmm. it's something I really feel uh, very passionate about, is, you know, all the psychiatric stuff is based on the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical um, Manual that all the health, mental health professionals adhere to. Well, that all came from the DSM-1, which was evolved into the DSM-2, which evolved into the DSM-3. 
None of that was put together from scientific evidence. What it was was an old boys club of different therapists with completely different takes on reality and mental health that were together in a room and decided to put this manual together and nobody got to go home until they agreed. (laughs) And so those who had the stronger opinions put it together. It's all a fabrication. None of it is based on, um, on empirical data or true scientific method or research or studies. None of it. It's all made up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger as I think our minds expand and we're starting to, um, you know, uh, be aware of our differences and, and different ways of being in our different perceptual arenas. And, you know, it's even to the point now that in the later versions of that manual, people who only want to eat um, healthy food are now classed as being mentally ill. So we just can't buy into what the mainstream is telling us is real. And why not go to the alternatives and start accepting as real some of this really neat, cool, and weird stuff that we're all experiencing. And the other thing is I want to say, Ryan, is so many of us are experiencing it. How can we all be part of the same delusion? It doesn't, it's not possible. So I think there's a breakthrough coming. And, um, and I think, yes, if you're weird, be weird. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing. And I'm really glad because this information, you know, emerging for if you wake one person up, I kind of like to think in those terms, then you, you've been helpful because it is a construct, as you mentioned, and so many theoretical physicists are already suggesting that this information like you're talking about is very interchangeable with, you know, time and mass and energy. None of these things that we think have existed forever and are completely um, not changeable. I mean, time is time is not even real. It's a human construct. And this infinity of information seems to be aware of itself. And all things that could ever possibly happen have happened in the future, have happened in the past. And, you know, just that theory of time. I was, I know when I found out that you can literally change the past by what you do in the future, this did not compute. I, I could not wrap my head around it until I talked to people that were explaining it to me, how being a living being with thoughts, desires, and will, when they break broke it down further, it's interesting how our reality is, is sort of like a computer program. And they were yep. suggesting, you know, they were suggesting that we can we can take this information and process it differently by our interactions with other humans and and other divinities and like a processor like a circuit board you you can actually change the motion and orbits of this reality through trajectories and literally you know these are concepts that i could not fathom but it's true science progresses into the future and they keep delving deeper and deeper into the quantum mechanics of our reality. And although it used to be theoretical, it seems now that it's starting to resemble reality. You know, it's, it, you can't hide it anymore. Absolutely. Ryan, have you heard my little spiel about how I changed my path through corrupting memories? No, I'd love to. 
Okay, so this absolutely is real. Uh, I went to university and I was learning about psychology. And I was learning about how um, none of our memories are actually based in reality. For one thing, it's our perception of what happened, not necessarily a factual um, 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 knowing of what happened. But also, every time we take a memory out, we alter it slightly. Inadvertently, we alter it slightly. We add emotion, we add um, thoughts about it, and it distorts over time. And I thought, well, if we can do that in a negative direction, let's see if we can do that in a positive direction. So um, without getting into too much detail about my past, I had the kind of upbringing where I was mostly ignored or criticized. I was not given a warm, loving family. And I'm not asking people to feel sorry for me. Many, many millions of us did not get the things we needed when we were growing up. So I decided to create a corrupted memory. And in my corrupted memory, I decided that every day when I came home from school, <clears throat> my mom would make a pot of tea and sit down with me, and we'd have a cup of tea, and she'd want to hear about my day. And it made me feel so warm and glowy and good. I loved my corrupted memory, so I worked on it, and I crafted it how I wanted it to be. I never told anybody nobody about this because first of all people are just going to think I'm nuts but second of all uh, it was it was my own kind of creation you know it was something that 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 really mattered to me and really really helped me to to not get bogged down with how I was raised and all that other stuff that can hold us back so I even crafted it further that if I had come home from school and I'd had a really bad day, my mom would get out the good china and she'd put out a few special cookies, you know, and she'd want to hear about my day and cheer me up. And it just made me feel so good. And I actually would spend a little bit of time every day thinking about my corrupted memory. I knew it was bullshit. I knew it wasn't true. But I didn't care. It made me happy, right? So then... About six months later, I go to visit my mom, and we're just talking, and out of the blue, Ryan, I swear this is true, out of the blue, she turns to me and says, Karen, do you remember the tea parties we used to have after school? And it just blew my mind that we can do this, that That's... this actually has an effect on the past. More than that, my mom remembered my corrupted memory, which I never shared with her or anyone else. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is, it is, it's magic and it's science and it's quantum and it's all these things. And, you know, it is, I think, absolutely amazing. And people who find this out, when I found this out, I, I was like, come on. And, you know, when you when you start doing exercises, as you mentioned, to break, I think you said break these break through these corrupted memories, you find that you get help in life through these spiritual forces and you don't have to force or overdo it. You just have to kind of approach the subject, have a goal in mind. And I, I, that story of yours is fascinating Karen oh my gosh what a way to recap it because that that's a perfect example of of how you can do these things we find this 
over and over again with quantum mechanics and where we live. And this is going to bring me to something that's kind of, I, I need to know your opinion on. And it goes kind of in line with these implants and what we've been discussing. Because we know the medical field, you know, if you have problems with your heart, they'll give you a pacemaker. That's an implant. If you have, you know, other issues, um, even even the allopathic medical industry will, will, or the pharmaceutical industry will give you something that can be considered implants. If you have a vehicle, your insurance company now gives you these little trackers, tracers, kind of like implants for your car to track and trace what you're doing to lower your insurance. So my question is, with these otherworldly forces, these non-human intelligences, which are being... Uh, accredited with installing or implanting some of these devices we know they're doing it and we know that they're in some way shape or form aware of our reality maybe in control and pulling some of the strings to our reality as described with you know how you can change the past and if this is the case you know, it's a lot like cows you know they, they we, we take care of our cows as cattle ranchers let's pretend and we we keep them healthy we we don't want them to get attacked by predators we do all this but we have kind of a nefarious goal in mind overall at the end of the day you know when they walk into the slaughterhouse we as humans kind of have a nefarious end game to the cows yeah what do you think if you had to theorize and i know this is going way out on a limb what do you think if you had to theorize these non-human intelligences have as an end game for us oh uh yeah I, I definitely have some thoughts about this now um i can't speak for all of these beings that are installing implants i can't speak for all of them and i can't paint them all with one brush but I do know, for instance, there are, um, you know, and I'm a meat eater, so I totally empathize with the animals. I wish I didn't, you know, have to eat meat, but it seems to be the kind of diet that I need to survive. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I don't see, perhaps in some circumstances, that is true as far as the implants go. But I got to tell you, Ryan, you know, there are people, a lot of people in this world who really get off on seeing other people do well, seeing people heal, seeing people become more self-reliant, seeing people as being, you know, becoming more successful. And you just kind of go, yes, you're so happy. And if you have some small part that you play in their development to being more sovereign, healthy human beings, you just cheer for them. You feel so good about it. And I think that most extraterrestrial, what I'm going to call extraterrestrial beings, are the same way. The other thing is, and I, and I don't want to get religious on this, but it does seem that us lowly humans have been imbued with some amazing, amazing powers. The fact that I can change my past, the fact that I can have the experiences I have, and make the transformations that I've been able to make in my own life. We're truly powerful. And what a wonderful experiment that would be to give us everything we need so that we can direct our own development, our own evolution, and change everything that's been going on here for thousands and thousands of years. I think it's the most wonderful thing. And that's what I think the end game is. 
I think the end game is we're going to transform ourselves, our society, and the whole planet into a new way of being and becoming that has never been done before. And it's exciting. Oh, my God, it's more exciting than watching your favorite football team, you know, win, 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 whatever. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a sports person. I'm just using that as an example. So the cheering that's going on as we make progress, I think, because, uh, because they're in some ways like us, you know. They get off on seeing us do so well. And getting back to the corrupted memories, just think if we all spent time every day visualizing the kind of world that we'd like to be in and imagining paradise from our own perspective. Now, we may not all want the same thing, but we pretty much can all agree, wouldn't it be lovely to live in paradise, you know, where there's no more hunger, no more um, health concerns, no more oppression, no more violence, no more war. Can you imagine what that would be like? And imagine the power once we connect into a common consciousness which is growing all the time that could actually bring about these miraculous shifts in consciousness which in turn bring about real changes in the three-dimensional reality. And so that's what I think the end game is. And I think that when we level up, all the other dimensional realities that we theorize about, and it's kind of hard to, to really um, get a grasp on, I think they all, uh, they all evolve as well. So I think that the three-dimensional has tremendous impact on the fourth, fifth, sixth, and all other dimensional realities that we haven't even imagined or discovered yet. I love it. And it, it, totally, it totally goes along with that idea of time and how things unfold, how, you know, sometimes we get these answers and, or things happen all at once. You know, sometimes they say, oh, things happen in threes or, or whatever. Other times it takes months or years down the line, but it's funny how we experience it and how that, how that, I, I like what you said, because not only does this kind of clarify and it, when you said, I hate to get, you know, like into the whole spiritual, but you have to, because uh-huh. it, it's not, you know, I, I heard something that I really liked recently, which was you don't have a soul, you are a soul. And uh-huh. it's so true because when, if we vibrate, as you said, when we level up, that's such a good way to put it. When we level up to a different soul group and we, we often see things as humans as, you know, our body, our mind, we try to separate everything, but we are mm-hmm. one unit. And it's like when you find a soulmate, you know, every ounce of your being knows it's not like, oh, just my finger knew or just my head knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like we are a soul. And I think you have to get a little bit spiritual. These, these scientific topics, which are very quantum you know, talking about vibrations and wavelengths and all these things which sound very energetic, but eventually they they kind of cross over into that into that spiritual arena. They they have to, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe I believe it's all one. Um, you know, I mean my concept of God is um is eternity and infinity. It's everything. It's everything and its intelligence and its 
It's also universal consciousness. It's everything. It's so huge. It's hard to wrap your mind around. And it would include everything, including us. And what's really cool, Ryan, is this amazing force is aware of us personally, and we can become aware of it personally. And then there's an open channel, and then anything is possible. Oh, that's cool. And when it comes to this great power, this, uh, I don't know, this, this illumination, this leveling up, this energizing um, procedure, when opportunity permits that we, we do this, oftentimes people note that they get, and you're very familiar with this, with your quantum healing, that they get areas which are healed. Let's say they, they have back pain or they have pain in their kidneys or they have arthritis when they're exposed to the full procedure and they level up, so to speak, I've heard of people kind of not being necessarily cured, but those things no longer are in mind and they kind of go to the back burner and they are pretty much removed from the individual. Have you heard of of this taking place? Oh yeah. I've I've had an experience with it. I'll try to be quick because I know we're coming to the end of the time Basically, I went and had some, wasn't feeling well, and I had some tests, and the doctor told me point blank that I had cancer, and I had to get in for surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and I walked out of that doctor's office, and I never went back, and I'm not recommending this (laughs) to other people, I'm just saying this is what I did, Mm -hmm. and I had a talk with my higher forces and myself, and I said, you know what, Um, that doctor can't tell me you know, that I, whether I'm going to live or I'm going to die, that's up, that's up to us to decide. I said, how about if I just floated out there that I kind of like um, uh, Schrodinger's cat, that I have cancer and I don't have cancer. Let's just leave it in that, in that in-between place where anything is possible. But then I realized uh, that through guidance, spiritual guidance, I realized that I had to not create a story to not create any kind of a story, just live my life the best way I could every single day. And three months later, I went to see the surgeon, and he said, Karen, there's nothing to operate on. There's nothing there. It's gone. You're, you're a well person. And I said, thank you very much, and walked out of there. And so now my, the lesson from that was I try hard not to create stories, uh, you know, that it's this or it's that. Because, you know, as we know from quantum physics, once we decide on a certain thing, then we collapse all the other possibilities. And so um, I, I, I love to walk in that really cool arena where all the possibilities are happening. And, you know, there are forces that know what my, desire are, what my desires are, what's in my best interest. And I, I often will leave it very open, and, um, and it's a magical place to, to live. And it's outside of the matrix. It's outside of the construct. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful story. And it's the truth. It's like, it is so the truth. I have a similar one, but I'm not going to go into it. But I will say that, uh, you know, I, I trained under a uh, gentleman I had the blessing to train under. He was a Toltec, actually still is, an eagle heart. Um, his name was Paul Randack, and he had a saying that these are all agreements that we make with ourselves, like quite literally agreements, like contracts that we make with ourselves. As soon as we accept, like if you would have accepted what that doctor said, you would have made this agreement. And it gets back to like the four agreements, you know, of Toltec wisdom. And mm-hmm. um, 
a hundred percent. What a beautiful story, Karen. Let's tell listeners where they can get more Karen Holton, how to listen to your podcast, and how to get to your websites, etc. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, so you can find me on YouTube at Karen Holton TV, and also you know Telegram and various other uh, platforms at Karen Holton TV. But you can also uh, put into your um, your um, Google search or whatever or whatever browser you're using, you can put in um, the Quantum Guide Show with Karen Holton, and then you'll get all the podcast options. I'm part of the Forbidden Knowledge News Network, and so Chris uh, streams the audio content that people can actually download um, um, on all the different podcast platforms. And then, of course, there's my website where you can find all of my material, links to all my shows, everything I do, including my shop if people want to support my, my efforts because YouTube will not monetize me. They claim that my content is harmful. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that is KarenHoltonHealthCoach.com, um, and that's K-A-R-E-N-H. O-L-T-O-N, healthcoach.com. And obviously, I'm a very different kind of health coach. And uh, so they can find all my material and my shop and everything. And if anyone's interested in learning more about the alien implant removal process, that's also available on my website. Wonderful, Karen. And it's interesting how they they don't monetize people that want to empower others and, and, and I find it so interesting. You know, if you just go with the flow, you get monetized. But as soon as you try to empower people and make their lives better, all of a sudden, that's a threat. Take it easy. Um, This is great, Karen. Thanks so much. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Oh, you're very welcome, Ryan. I wish you every success and safe journey on your trip. And we'll talk again soon. I'd love to have you back for another panel on my show. Man, oh man, I love talking to Karen. There's a reason she's been in the game so long and knows so much. She definitely recapped many of the things that have to do with our material world, breaking out of our matrix, being able to change our memories and quite literally change the past as opportunity permits. So fascinating. I love this kind of stuff because it just proves we are much more powerful than they, the controllers, want us to believe. We are much more influential in our own lives, our direction, and our path. We are more powerful than anyone could probably ever imagine, and we can help people along the way. It's pretty cool stuff, and it needs to get out. So, yeah, take the reins of your own quantum journey and enjoy the ride. And if you haven't had a chance to go over to heroparanormal.com, please do. For the price of a cup of coffee a month, that's all, you can access all the content behind the paywall, and there's a ton of it. You can also access that via Patreon. Just search for Hero Paranormal. And if you're listening via YouTube, or any other platform, please, please, please do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. We will most likely never be monetized for a variety of reasons, including the truth. But if you like, share, and subscribe, 
You'll help me break through that algorithm of control. The shadow ban is real. Until next time, keep your eyes to the skies, feet on the ground, but don't forget to take a look around. Off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Come blast off in my time machine, third eye feeling like it need visine. Blast off, blast off, blast off, blast off. Thank you for joining me for the Aliens and Angels podcast. Become the change that you wish to see in the world. Subscribe to my YouTube and other channels at Karen Holton TV. Click the like button, leave me a comment, and share this podcast with your friends. Check out my website at www.karenholtonhealthcoach.com to see my free resources and amazing products and services. All the links will be in the description below. As part of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, you will also find the Quantum Guide Show with Karen Holton on all audio platforms. A very special thank you to Andy Gambino and Anthony Essemplaire from the Unidentified S4 channel for creating the beautiful introduction for this podcast. Until next time, keep up the good work. <laughs>